Welcome to After the Flag, post-race after the Grand Prix of Catalonia, ending our latest triple header. I'm Steve Day, joined by Simon Crafar. We'll be going live over to Matt Burt shortly to hear from the top three on a day where Fabio Quattararo is back to his best. He is the winner here in Catalonia, a circuit he loves, ahead of two Suzuki's. So good to see Suzuki's on the podium. Simon... Not quite the race I think anyone was expecting here today. Uh, a little bit less drama. I would have said less accidents mm. as well because so many riders said it's going to be hard to stay on the bike. I expected with 10 laps to go to have more front-end crashes. And uh, it just, yeah, hats off to the guys for keeping it up, especially um, guys like Morbidelli who were clearly struggling, you know, that they just stay on the bike. That's all they could do, you know. And you could see from the, the post-race celebrations from Fabio Quattararo just how much it meant to him. Clearly, there's been a few demons even entering his own mind there. I didn't get to see them because uh, I was running around pit lane, but I saw in his eyes, I think everyone did, who watched the, uh, the Parc Ferme, that it meant a lot to him. He's been struggling uh, not being on the podium lately. Credit to him as well. I said to Matt in the commentary box, he was behind Jack Miller, Valentino, and Franco Morbidelli, so it's not like a pole to victory, a cruise. He's had to work hard to get through. Definitely, and there was a period where he was pushing to get past them that I thought he may be one of the guys that falls, you know, mm. and make because it's only a little mistake when you're trying to pass someone, you know, you have to go, like we've seen, like, for example, John, John McPhee, you only have to make a small... You know, push a little bit harder to get past someone and uh, it all goes wrong. I talked to us about the Suzukis as well. We'll be hearing from them shortly. We we always had a, a feeling that Juan Mir would definitely be in the hunt for the podium, perhaps the victory as well. But ultimately, Alex Rins as well, coming through from 13th. Outstanding job to have both of them on the podium for the first time since 2007 that we've seen two Suzukis on a they, podium. <laughs> that whole team was so happy. The Japanese, the you know, the European management, David Brevio, they were, they were celebrating. They're going to have a big meal tonight. Yeah, good. I think they're reaping the rewards of their efforts the last couple of years. And uh, as as Juan has said, um, that you know the the team, the bikes, every you know it's proving that they've they've come up with the goods. Um, I don't think anyone was super surprised to see them on the podium because we saw in practice what both Juan Mir and Alex Rins could do on old soft tyres and they were as fast as anyone. So it was just a matter of being close enough at the end to catch that podium. Yeah, great ride from uh, both of those. It's just proof again of just how far they've come. Uh, Suzuki as a manufacturer and you just wonder what would be possible if they could both get those machines on the front row. It, yeah, to be able to use that I mean, everyone, majority of the others, gets an advantage from putting a new tyre on and they don't seem to be able to get the same advantage. Mm. Um, and Juan Mir has mentioned a few times how even pushing the front when they get that extra rear grip so he can't use it, you know. So if they can figure that out, yeah, like I've said before, they're going to be dangerous. A couple of other Yamaha riders to miss out. We'll go through a few more after the interviews as well. Valentino Rossi, bitterly disappointed because he did just inherited second place. It was looking like he was going to be on his way to at least a second or third place there and maybe even better, you never know. I could feel all the Valley, uh, Valentino fans around the world go, <gasps> you know, when he, when he got up to second. But Look at this. It, it's much like uh, Banyaya, the, you know, yeah, the yeah. race before, how we really don't... It looks like he doesn't know what happened. You know, it was just... Um, you know, it was super cold today, and that's the first time on the left. I'm wondering if that had something to do with it. I doubt there's something on the track. 
Yeah, really sad. He knows that this today was his best opportunity in a very long time to uh, have an awesome result. Unfortunately for Franco Morbidelli, not quite able to hang on to the podium positions either. Yeah, Frank, I wandered past the bike because I wanted to know whether it was a rear tyre dropping off. So I looked at that, and, it, it, and you, you know, as a rider, you, um, from years of experience, you can... You can't always look at a tyre and tell. Like, I've come in and you know how riders wander around the back and it was terrible and it looked fine. So it's very hard to tell, but the front was obviously worn on the right side. He also had a massive moment going into turn one as well where it looked like he'd lost control under braking. He, he looked like actually he was going to go into the back of Fabio Quattararo. So he had to sit up as well. And then just as he went to tip in, he lost the front. Again, yeah. Um, what happened there, I could see uh, he braked aggressively enough that it looked like the front touched the bottom, the, bear, the rear picked off the ground, then went out of line. When it came back, did that big wobble. He had to release the front brake to get back in control. And once you release, you know, you've, you have to pay that back further down. And he mm. ran out really wide, did a great job of keeping it on the track. But as you guys picked, he got out on those dirty uh, little marbles of rubber out wide and uh, had a front loss. Oh, he lucky to stay on. Ultimately, it was a day for <laughs> Yamaha and Suzuki's. But we should just give a shout out to the Pramat Ducati guys, because Jack Miller did his very best to hang on in there. And ultimately, he's finished in fifth place. A solid, solid job. And Peko Bagnaia as well, coming from a few rows back. Um, my take on that is when two teammates that are great riders, like uh, they're the best Ducati riders at the moment, you know, um, Peko and Jack finished together. You know, they had a little bit different strategy. Jack was pushing harder in the beginning. Peko, um, you know, a little bit more easy in the, in the beginning and came through strong at the end. Um, but they ended up in the same place, didn't they? So it pretty much shows they got the best they could out of the Duke today. We've got to talk about what happened to some of the other Ducatis as well, particularly as they went into turn one and turn two. Andrea Vizioso, the world championship leader, that went up in smoke pretty quickly, didn't it? Yeah, uh, you guys, I think, picked exactly what happened. Um, you can't blame um, Petrucci at all. For that. He just had a little moment on the left side, scared Zarco. I think he touched the brake and went down, took out. What a Bobby. shame for them. We'll try and analyse a bit more in a moment. But let's cross over live now to Matt Burt. He's got, I'm sure, a very happy Alex Rins with him. His first podium of 2020. Over to you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. Alex, I can't believe it's 13 months since we last spoke to each other after a race. <laughs> Your first podium since the British Grand Prix at Silverstone last year. Many, many congratulations, Alec. It's been a, quite a difficult 2020 with some of your injury problems. So. What's your overwhelming emotion today? Is it happiness, relief, or a bit of both, I'd imagine? Yeah, a bit, a bit of both. Um, <laughs> uh, sincerely, it was, was a long time that I, I don't be here, no? Uh, <laughs> but that, no, I'm, I'm so happy for this, uh, for this podium. Uh, we, we struggle a lot these last, these last races. As, as you said about the, the shoulder injury I did in, about the heart crash I did in, in Jerez, uh, I struggle a lot. You know, was was hard for me because for for my head, looks like I was at I'm I'm already at 100 percent because I'm I'm not feeling pain on the on the bone, but but still after four five laps I'm with the toe outside, you know, like <laughs> riding riding at the limit and, and and it's difficult to to understand why, you know. But but yeah, I'm I'm so happy we work so hard. Uh, in the track and outside the track to, to be to be at 100%. And I want to say thank you to my team, to, to Suzuki team, to my personal team, to be to be always there, 
to all all the fans know that are in in, in home for this uh, this COVID uh, is it's a hard season. Alex, we know Suzuki like to do it the hard way. Qualifying can be quite difficult. Today you started from 13th. Before the race, we knew you had great race pace from FP3 and FP4, but did you really think the podium was a serious option today? You know, my, my target was to, to start well, to recover positions on the, on the first laps. And it was like this. Uh, in the end, when I was there on the race, in the beginning, I was struggled to, to overtake Paul. I think I lost a bit of time with him. Uh, but, but then uh, I tried to focus on, on myself, on my riding style, try to, to save the tyre as maximum as possible. And, and in the end, uh, you, you can see the lap times. No? Uh, we were riding like one, two seconds slower. But, but yeah, we, we, we did it. I'm, I'm so happy because it looks like we can hold the, the, the pace. No? Uh, we are struggling a lot on qualifying when we put new tyre to, to, to be on the, on the front. But, but then in the end of the race, we, we are there. So we need to find a more close compromise. Alex, you've done an amazing job to recover from that injury and a fantastic podium today. Mm -hmm. But I just want to talk quickly about Suzuki as well. A, a famous day for them. Two riders on the podium in MotoGP for the first time since 2007, believe it or not. So what is your thoughts on the job that Suzuki have done to be so strong in 2020? They are doing an incredible job. Uh, it's a, it's a shame to don't be on the on the podium on the last races because I had the the, the potential, no. But but they they are doing a, a good job since uh, well since I arrived in in Suzuki uh, they were they were uh, working really hard all the precisions to bring us like uh, new new items and I think for for this year they did a uh, one big step. And just quickly, Alex, Le Mans next up for you. It's going to be tricky with the cold conditions there, but the Suzuki traditionally does work well in France, so you must be confident of fighting at the front again in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, for sure. We will arrive uh, full motivated. Uh, now we have a couple of days in home to, to recover, uh, to, to try to, to be more strong for, for Le Mans, and, and let's see how, how it goes. Alex, great ride today. Don't keep us waiting another 13 months for another podium. <laughs> for sure not, for sure not. Thank you very much. Cheers, Thank Alex. Enjoy the celebrations. Uh, back to you guys in the studio, Steve. <laughs> Thanks very much to uh, Matt. Thanks, uh, of always, uh, to Alex Rins as well. Good to see him back on the podium because, as he said, a couple of missed opportunities. He's the 13th different rider to be on the podium in this 2020 season. It's crazy, isn't it? But ultimately, a relief for him to be back because... We both, we, we all sp spoke about it, me, you and Matt at the start of the year. The winter testing programme was so strong for Suzuki and Alex Rins was ultimately going to be one of the championship protagonists. So the that, wham. Yeah, the wham, out for the first round. So that, as he said, would have been hard for him mentally. And then also when your teammate's beating you week in, week out. It's... And you have a Mazzano too. Uh, Alex didn't shine yeah. at all. I think that would be very hard to take, you know, and the young teammate, like you said, coming through, um, showing you up basically you know and um, to be fair he's been properly injured and I think an injury plays with your head a bit as well and, and your training schedule um, but you know the thing that I saw on his face in Parc Ferme he, it, he looked totally drained like it was it might have been a mixture of relief and but he, his face was just like 
So, yeah. And ultimately in the race, I mean, okay, Davizioso and Zarco went down ahead of him, Valentino Rossi likewise, but that still means he had to make up seven places in the race here today. And so, he wasn't far off his teammate. You no. know, and he got held up by pole. So, yeah, a very impressive job. Yeah, he had to come past more people. So uh, to be that close to your teammate who put a great job together is, is impressive. Yeah, I saw all this. <laughs> I was trying to get David a brevio, and they, they're so happy. Even the Japanese were... were yeah. <laughs> it's great to see the blue bikes actually both up on the, the podium there. Credit to everyone behind the scenes as well. Davide Brivio, great it's, job by him as ever. It's not slow either. That's no, a long straight. And it was, you know, even behind Jack early in the race, maybe without full power, it was still hanging on really well. Yeah, they've done a fantastic job to to get themselves onto the podium. Shinichi Sahara, Ken Kawachi. Let's not forget Sylvain Gintley as well, the test rider who's been working tirelessly. I'm sure he enjoyed watching that one because sometimes they, uh, they don't perhaps get the credit they deserve. Yep. And finally, on top of all that, is two very talented guys and very good at managing... Uh you know, tyres right to the end. This is a live programme, so we'll be getting interviews in any second from Juan Mir and Fabio Quattaro, but we might just have time to quickly talk about Maverick Vinales. An absolutely shocking start from the moment the lights went out. It just couldn't really get it hooked up, that launch control system. Oh, I was really, uh, we were speaking about it last night, really waiting to see if they'd found that, you know, Sunday magic like they did in Mizano. But this was back to the old one. And But to be fair to Maverick, I think this was extra difficult conditions, you know. Um, everyone was talking, well, a lot of people were talking about front locking. He did in his debrief last night. Lack of grip, just trying to make the bike work here was not easy. No, not easy at all. Well, there's a smile on the face of Juan Mir. Three consecutive podiums for the number 36. He's second in the World Championship and he's standing by waiting to talk to Matt. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. Juan, another incredible race for you here in Barcelona. From the third row again to the podium. You were three years old, I think, back in 2000. The last time a Suzuki rider in the Premier Class had three successive podium finishes. That's what you've done in this recent great run of form. How was today's race? Because it looked like it was quite tough. It was, uh, it was tough, uh, for, for sure, because we start always in the third row and... Uh, and uh, on the first lap, you have to take a lot of risk. And uh, for sure, at the moment, it's OK. But uh, there's moments when, uh, to start in that position, some rider hit you and uh, some crash, like uh, like Dovicioso, no? What happened today yeah. with him, that now I saw the image. So uh, I try to avoid this as, 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 as much as I can, because uh, it, uh, I, I tried to, to overtook a lot of riders in the, in the first two laps. In the first two corners, sorry, and uh, and then I start to uh, when I was behind Miller, uh, I already know that Miller always in the on the first laps is really is really strong, so uh, I was behind him, uh, just trying to don't lose a lot of, of time, uh, and then when I see that everyone was dropping the tire, I was trying to to manage in a good way, then to 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 make a, a good speed and and recover in positions. So it was close today for, for, for the victory, honestly. But today Fabio make, make a superb job. Uh, he just managed in a, in a really good way the, the, the tire. And uh, at the end, uh, he, he, make, uh, uh, he won. It looked like he needed probably one more lap. Yeah, uh, but you know, the race is, is only uh, 20, 24 laps and, uh, and uh, not 25. And he did it uh, absolutely good job.
Was today another example of how important qualifying is? Because if you would started even on the second row, that would have given you more potential perhaps to capitalise on the fact that Fabio was struggling in those later laps. Yeah, because if in the first laps I'm uh, in front of Miller, for example, I don't lose all the time that uh, I lost uh, overtaking him. And for sure this makes the difference to, to, to one today. Uh, and... Uh, and, uh, and anyway, but it is, it is like this. We have to improve the qualifying. It's something that we already know, and we are working on it. Just want to quickly talk about Suzuki. They've done a great job with you over the last couple of years, helping you become a top, top MotoGP rider. But today was their first double podium since Mizano in 2007, 13 years ago. We saw what it meant to the team in Park Ferme. But what would you like to say about the job that Suzuki's doing so at the moment? Because their 2020 GSX-RR looks like a phenomenal motorcycle. Yeah, they, they make a really good job because, uh, you know, what uh, the... The philosophy of Suzuki to take in, to take uh, uh, young riders, uh, growing with them uh, is something that uh, at the end have his uh, uh, recompensa. Uh, his um, he get back all the the the, the, the strength and and and. and uh, the strength that he put on, on, on this project, no? And now we start to see the results in, in, in this year, no? That I'm, I'm strong, also Alex uh, is, is strong, and uh, we, are, we are doing both a great job and improving the Suzuki level uh, race by race, uh, and, uh, and at the end the results uh, are, are really good. Just quickly on Le Mans, of course, Fabio will take a lot of power from this result. He'll be desperate to do well in his home Grand Prix as well. How do you think you and the Suzuki will perform in a couple of weeks' time? Because it's very close at the top of the championship. You're only eight points behind. Yeah, well, uh, I think everybody knows that Le Mans will be uh, uh, really difficult because of the temperature. Uh, the, the motorbike don't like uh, <laughs> a lot the cold. So uh, in Le Mans, every one of us, we will struggle uh, a little bit for, for, for that reason. But uh, it's important to, to continue in this line, to try to score as many points as possible, give our 100%. And then at the end of the race, we, we will see. Well, it was cold today, but you were red hot on circuit. Congratulations, Joanna. Yet another podium. You're right in this championship battle. We'll see you in France in a couple of weeks' time. Many congratulations. Thank Back you to you guys much. in the studio. Yeah, thanks, Matt. You can see as well. He knows he's in that championship battle. I, I was thinking of something else. As, uh, he knows um, he's going to win races, you know. Yeah. Uh, look, look, this is the third after the flag in a row. I can't avoid... Um, Bigging up Juan, he is awesome. I mean, I, he's, he's my neighbour. I could uh, throw, almost throw a cricket ball, you know, and hit his house. Um, I call him neighbour, not Juan. But that's not why I'm a fan. It's how he is, yeah. how clever he is. And I am so excited about guys like him, Brad, Binder. In a year or two, we're going to see them fighting for wins. And they're, they're going to come more than one you know no, it's fantastic work uh, from Suzuki from Juan Mir as well but the happiest man in Barcelona today is definitely Fabio Quattararo he's back to winning ways he needed that he wanted it and he's delighted he's with Matt Burt right now yeah thanks a lot Steve yeah Fabio is back to his best at his beloved Barcelona Fabio your first Grand Prix victory here in 2018 that started really your journey to MotoGP and now here you are two years later back leading the World Championship, back on the top step of the podium, and we saw what it meant to you after the race as well. How important was it 
today to win after that difficult period you've had lately? Oof was the, the best moment of my life, honestly. Uh, better than both Jerez because, wow. you know, when you arrive in a, <clears throat> in a good moment and you win, you expect and you, you know that you're going to do it well. But then you have five races in a row that you are doing not so great. And uh, it arrived a victory, even not the podium, the victory directly is, uh, is amazing. And uh, uh, yes, uh, a lot of emotion, uh, thinking of so for, for my family that was watching me. I talked to my brother uh, just before the start because I came back to my office and he sent me a message. Uh, I answered him. So uh, I was in full confidence today. I was feeling great. and. Uh, Honestly, it's, it's great to be back in, uh, in the front. Great to see you back. The start was always going to be important with the two Ducatis behind you, Miller and Zarco. Franco, your teammate, got a sensational start. And then you got stuck behind Jack Miller. Were you worried at that point that knowing how hard it is to overtake the Ducatis that Franco would be able to make a yes. break at the front? Yes, I was a little bit worried, but uh, at the end, uh, Jack made a small mistake. I nearly lost the front, but I say I need to, to overtake him. And it was the best moment. I was scared he, him to overtake me on the straight, but uh, really happy that we make a really great finish. And uh, yeah, it uh, was the, the correct moment to overtake him, Valle and, and Franco. How much were you able to relax when you realised that Valentino had crashed out of second place? You can never relax in MotoGP, but it did give you that comfortable cushion where perhaps the last 10 laps were a little bit easier than what you were expecting. Honestly, I don't look the the pit board during nine or eight laps. When I saw Franco, 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 I said, OK, he's not going to stop uh, to be there. And I don't look until uh, five or six laps, and then I see Franco 3.8 or 3.6. I say, wow. Uh, that's a bit strange and uh, then I saw that Mir was coming and unfortunately I couldn't do nothing because my rear tire was totally destroyed and uh, I was pushing at my maximum it's not that I really save at the end so calculate it in the best moment because one more lap and I finish second for sure so yeah, yeah. so happy to be to be in, uh, in the first position and be back on the podium. This championship we know is crazy. It's probably going to go to the last race in Portimao, but crucially you're back at the top now after the unluck unlucky incident for Andrea Vizioso. Valentino made a mistake, Miguel Oliveira made a mistake as well. So what are you feeling now you're back at the top of the championship? How do you make sure that you stay there for the next six races? <laughs> to make sure we never know, <laughs> but... Uh... Let's say to, to try to fight for the victory will be so important. Uh, I think uh, we are in a, in a good position right now. Uh, so I will give my maximum. Uh, my teams, uh, my team, my, my family, my people know how much I work to, to be here. And uh, I will give it my 100% until, uh, until um, Portimao. So that's for sure I will give my, my 100%. We know it's tough times this year with COVID-19, but the good news is 5,000 fans, it looks like, will be allowed to come into Le Mans in a couple of weeks' time. Most of them, I'm sure, will be supporting you. So what's it like going home to France, Le Mans, as the MotoGP World Championship leader? That must be a special feeling. Yeah, so special. I think it's special uh, to be a championship leader in every condition, <laughs> to be in France or whatever in the, <laughs> the country it is. But uh, I can say that was so good to be... To, to win today, to be to take back the championship lead and uh, also to, to arrive in France with uh, the perfect condition.
Always great to see a top rider come back to the top, Fabio. Many congratulations today. You did a great job. Thank back you Back to you guys in the studio. Yeah, thanks to Fabio. Thanks to Matt Burke. Wow, the greatest moment of his life. It just shows you what perhaps mentally he's put himself through. Simon, you would know a bit more than most what it's like when your back's been against the wall and then you can pitch that great performance because not everyone from outside can see inside how hard you're working for it. That's a good point. Um, you know, I really enjoyed that, listening to him. Um, I think racing, um, just like life, you know, uh, you don't learn much from the good times. Mm. You learn them from the bad times. Point, you know? yeah. And um, you, you see riders like young riders like him go through a bad period and pop back out. Each time they do that, they look more forged, you know, more yeah. more finished product. And uh, yeah, much like people in life, you know, I'm really happy for him. I'm going to use that line in the press conference in a minute. Thanks for that, Si. Really no appreciate that. No um, so it was a fascinating race here today. Fabio Quattararo then taking control of uh, the World Championship. We mentioned Maverick Vinales struggling, although he's still, I think, third uh, in the World Championship. Just behind the two Pramac riders, we had Taka Nakagami, another top 10 finish for Taka, although it looked like at the end he was pretty drained. Danilo Petrucci was in eighth. It doesn't sound like much of a result on paper, but he was really fast in the middle of the race, actually. One of the fastest riders out on circuit, so that might give him a bit of a boost. And all weekend. You yeah. know, he, he, he'd been going well all weekend, even as team manager. Uh, Tadozzi said he's finally figured out what they've been trying to teach him to use on the Duke, you know, and uh, it was something to do with braking. I think they've learned from Pico, and he's figuring that out. So. And just a word on KTM as well. Uh, at the start of the weekend, Paul Espargaro said, we're going to struggle here. We always have. And, and ultimately, he was right. It's a bit of a shame. We were expecting perhaps just a touch more from them. I think it was a very tough and disappointing overall weekend for KTM. You know, I genuinely thought they would do better here. Um, but... Like I always say, they are a very dangerous manufacturer. They will learn from this, and I doubt they'll come back here next year and have, a, have such a rough time, you know. Well, Simon, thanks for your thoughts today. Thanks for the last three weeks as well. Time for us to have a well-earned break. Press conference is about to start as well. Hope you enjoyed yourself uh, so far this weekend. And uh, well, we're going to take a break now. Fabio Quattararo will head home as the world championship leader. We'll see you in France.